Well, welcome, everybody, to yet another segment of Lewis at Large. Yours truly, Warner Lewis, of course, as always, from the flight deck. And once again, some very smart talk and conversation uh, is in your future. Uh, extremely pleased uh, to get to present another guest that we have not had on before. And I feel a little bit remiss about that, but we are going to cure that today. Pediatrician Mark Vonnegut, uh, he has spent 40 years, some four decades, treating children for a wide variety of ailments uh, and an interesting new work called The Heart of Caring, A Life in Pediatrics. After writing the Eden Express, which was a memoir dealing with his own personal struggle with psychosis and manic depression, uh, Mark Vonnegut gained acceptance to Harvard Medical School, from which he graduated in the late 70s. He's a father of two grown sons and the grandfather of five, and he lives in the glorious state of Massachusetts, uh, where he enjoys fine weather and fine seafood, indeed. But we will be talking again about the heart of caring. And Mark, uh, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, thanks. I'm assuming Mark is okay, or would you prefer Dr. Vonnegut? It's up to you, my friend. Mark is great. I oh, like Mark. Wonderful. Well, let's do this. Yes, let's let's get past this one. Yes, you are related to the renowned author Kurt Vonnegut, but uh, share with us, if you would, a sentence or two about what that was like for you uh, as an individual and did, in fact, and how did it shape possibly later life for you? I had the great advantage of growing up with a not very good car salesman who couldn't get a job teaching English at Cape Cod Community College and so forth. He, and uh, he did not become the uh, cultural icon uh, he did until I was in my 20s and out of the house. I think, uh, I think fame uh, was horrible for him. I think fame is a really... Um, I, you know, I think it's a very, very mixed blessing, and uh, uh, and I think he handled it pretty well. And I think you know his um, it it uh, it allowed me to be something completely different, like to go into medicine. There's nobody else in my family in medical care. That's one thing I did want to talk to you about was was medicine always on some kind of a radar screen for you, or, or if not, what was maybe the trigger that, that got it there? It was, um, I mean, growing up, I, I loved math and science, and, um, and I was good at chess, and uh, medical care is a lot like chess, but um, it, what, what, stopped me, I think, was the 60s, which was such a chaotic, a horrible time. And I think we looked at uh, science and math and anything established, including medical care, as part of, uh, uh, you know, an evil system, which was tied up with the, the war in Vietnam, which my generation somehow felt that we could or should stop <laughs> Do you? Uh, I'm just curious. Let's and let's take it beyond medicine, but let's zero in on pediatrics. When those that go to med school and commit to a life in medicine uh, and and a practice of medicine, those that choose pediatrics, is there a commitment? Is there a thought process? Is there sort of a a feeling and sort of again? I'll go back to commitment that maybe is not necessarily better, but it is different than any other medical profession? I think it's very different. 
and um, it used to be that medical students were free and able to choose uh, what really appealed to them. For me, I was just more comfortable in pediatrics. I was more comfortable around pediatricians. I, I loved kids and their spontaneity and the fact that they, you know, almost always got better. Um, so, uh, but what the problem now is it's very, very difficult for somebody to look at their student debt and go into a relatively low-paying specialty like pediatrics also true of most of primary care. So if you come out owing a quarter million dollars, you are sort of pushed into a higher paying specialty, which doesn't necessarily meet our needs at this point. We don't really need a lot more dermatologists. Nothing wrong with dermatologists, but but it's, um, anyway, anyway, that, the, I felt completely free to make that choice, um, and I, I wish that was true of medical students today. Am, am I incorrect that, that and again, I, I don't know your exact age. I'm going to guess we are reasonably close in age. I assume you're a baby boomer. Is that fair? Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So we'll use the gigantic that di- gigantic spread of 71 million of us that were baby boomers. In during the baby when in the baby boom fifties uh, sixties, is it my imagination or did it seem like there were more pediatricians versus just pure family practice doctors? And did pediatrics does it ebb and flow in terms of broad numbers of pediatricians that are out there, or is that some total misconception on my part? No, I think you're you're absolutely right, and uh, I think. Uh, one of the things that's, that uh, troubles me is that we have lost uh, 80, 80% of our independent uh, uh, family and pediatricians, uh, and we've lost 40% of our rural hospitals. So the kind of medical care that you and I grew up with is just plain not available in, in, in many places, and I think that's a huge loss. Any particular reason? I mean, from where you sit, what, you know, uh, I don't know, theorize a little bit for us of why that might be so. It, it, it's about money. Um, and a rural hospital or somebody uh, in an underserved urban area, uh, the patients are less in, have less insurance. And so the payment of taking... In my office, if I take care of a poor person, I get paid half of much as if I pay somebody get take care of somebody with uh, private insurance. So there is a drive um, to take care of of people who are well off and well insured. All right, here's one, and, and let's let's start diving into the heart of caring. First of all. Um, what was your motivation and, and what prompted you? What was the energy uh, and commitment level to say, you know what, I need to put I need to put what I'm thinking down in the printed page and share it with people? Was there a particular moment or was it just over the course of a career you thought one of these days I'm going to write a book about it? it, it there was sort of, uh, you know, a moment where, you know, I loved my teachers. I loved how I was taught. I loved 
the life I'd had in pediatrics, and I saw it being, uh, uh, you know, attacked more or less by, uh, by uh, you know, financial concerns. It's sort of there's a conflict between money and mission, and I absolutely love, and I think it was, you know, what was done when you and I were growing up the average family spent $200 on medical care. That includes nursing homes, medications, everything. That number is now $20,000. Wow. So the word pediatrician today means something. To, it draws forth images now today that's different than, say, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Is that a fair statement? It is a fair statement. And. Well, are the expectations yeah. of pediatricians, have those changed? And if so, how, for better or worse? Pediatricians and doctors in general want to take care of patients and are enormously flexible about uh, taking on, you know, completely new things like co-payments and deductibles and prior authorizations and all these things that make it more difficult to practice medicine. But there is, I think people go to medical school for very idealistic reasons, and I often say that pediatricians would do it for free if they could afford it. Wow. Again, if you just joined us, uh, yours truly, Warner Lewis from the flight deck of Lewis at Large. Got a good one going here with Dr. Mark Vonnegut, uh, son of Kurt Vonnegut, just for reference. But uh, we're talking really about an interesting new work called The Heart of Caring, A Life in Pediatrics. Mark, uh, the pediatrician, do, do pediatricians sort of approach and or look at their patients differently than, say, just an internal medicine doctor? I know that seems simplistic, but and if they do, how, what, what is different about it? There's a spontaneity with kids. Um, like if you can walk into a room and look and say, nice sneakers or um, you know, do you, you know, what do you do around the house? Do you have a puppy you take care of? You know, you can start a conversation anywhere and, um, uh, and they are right there with you. I mean, I had wonderful patients. Like I told him he had to pee in a cup and he asked me what was wrong with my bathroom. You're not going to get that. <laughs> You're not going to get that in internal medicine. It's a, seriousness about adults, which, um, I, you know, I, I find a little difficult. I think kids are right there. And so what's wrong with them is, 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 is actually, you can see it. As because they are children, and I assume in essence, pediatrics sort of stops what in the mid to late teens, is that sort of at 18 years old, or maybe you saw a lot of kids and they would head off to college and then maybe you saw them one or two more times, but then would they, head on to a, a re, quote, adult doctor, or, or how would that work? We try, but the, the truth is adult primary care is, is very, very difficult to find. Uh, and so especially kids who have uh, complicated problems like congenital heart disease, uh, are what, they have trouble finding care everywhere. So we never say no. There was a kid who was 28 who I talked to him and I said, you have your own corporation now. You're, you have to get some health insurance for your, your employees. You should get it for yourself and get an in earnest. 
and uh, and and Gunner said, "Are you sure this bump on my head is benign?" I said, "Yeah, we've checked out that bump bump several times. We're sure it's benign." But you know, somebody like Gunner, who I took care of, will you know will still call me, and yeah. um, and there are there are tragedies too. Uh, the, some of these cute little babies turn into addicts. And some of these addicts overdose and die. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, when you start taking care of babies, there's an incredible range. Uh, and I honestly don't know what's going to walk in the door. Yeah. I, that's what, that was another question I wanted to kind of follow up with when you said an incredible range. Uh, and, and this is not lessening the intensity at any age uh, for the success uh, or difficulties with medicine. But do you do you believe that the successes and therefore the not failures but the the stories that do not end well in pediatrics the successes are more intense as well as the ones that do not end happily absolutely there is nothing uh that compares to losing a child um and it used to be uh i mean historically um Half of the baby, 100 years ago or so, half, half of the babies uh, that were born never got to be six years old. And so you, you, when you read about Lincoln or you read, read about Twain or you read about these historical uh, characters, um, people were, a lot of people lost babies. And we're, we don't do that any. I mean, we're lucky enough that our babies usually survive, but I think that multiplies the pain and suffering of a parent when a child doesn't survive. I, I'll try to lobby maybe a little softball here, but in, in your opinion, uh, and just in general over the course of a career, do parents have unrealistic expectations of their pediatrician? Always have and always will. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, um, and and a, a lot of times, um, uh, what a good pediatrician will do is cut the parent out of the conversation. Um, and, and I think watching a child talk about what they're feeling to uh, a doctor opens a parent's eyes about what their children really have to deal with. And I'm especially now with, uh, I think anxiety is virtually a norm for, you know, for teenagers, um, you know, and those were things we didn't grow up with. We, we were, you know, mostly goofy, having fun, playing sports, uh, you know, wonder, wondering if girls liked us. There is more and more specialties out there. There is a growing field of sort of organic medicine and maybe some alternative medicines and alternative uh, delivery systems besides the traditional MD. In general, mm -hmm. is, is pediatrics as a field, is it growing in interest uh, with young med students? Uh, is it fading away, or what's its current state of flux right now? I think people love it, but they wonder if they can afford uh, to become uh, pediatricians. And the, the um, I think the alternative medicine, some of them are very honest, excellent people. Uh, I had... Uh, acupuncture in my office and it was great to be able to offer uh you know an anxious kid look we can do this you can see a therapist uh you can get a puppy uh you can try acupuncture so it was 
there was a whole range of things. But on the other hand, there are people who take advantage of desperate patients. And I have to say, keep an open mind, but keep a hand on your wallet. Got it. Well, as you look, as you kind of look back on your career, is 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 there? Well, I, there's got to be more than one. But share with us, if you would, some of the very, very pleasant, glorious surprises uh, that the career gave to you, uh, at whatever level you wish, high level, minute detail level, whatever. And were there some disappointments or things you had not anticipated that you experienced that maybe were not as positive as they could have been? Yeah, I mean, the, the tragedies are easy, addiction. Um, and, uh, and sometimes kids will do beautifully well. Allegedly, patients you know, are in denial and won't tell you anything. And uh, one patient really early uh, came to me and said, Dr. Vonnegut, I drink every day and I want to stop. Uh, that's, you know, and he did very, very well. So a story like that is absolutely wonderful. But there are, there are cases where, um, you know, you, you try and you try and you try um, and, 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 and kids can't survive. So, so yeah, that must, yeah. that must be, that must be something that'd be a very lonely feeling sometimes, I'm sure. And, and I wonder, I go home and I can't sleep and there are patients I really, really worry about. And some of them do well. So it's, it's, uh, it's very, very hard to predict. Again, we're talking about The Heart of Caring by Dr. Mark Vonnegut, uh, recently released. Uh, let me ask you something. Had it not been medicine, what, what, what would have been for you? That, that I, that's what I wonder about, and I, I I really don't I do not know what my life would have been like without pediatrics, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book because it was so transformative for me to have the privilege of of a medical education and taking care of children, and I'm not taking care of children. Um, I'm taking care of babies of babies I took care of. And there's, there's, there's nothing like that. I thought about psychology, I, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know what on earth I would have done if I wasn't a pediatrician. Is medical research, is it, is pediatrics, uh, is, is, is the field of pediatrics, is it, gaining uh, in its knowledge and taking advantage? Is it a tremendous beneficiary of medical research, or is it, is it necessarily get more, so to speak, from medical research or less? Tell me a little bit about that. It's generally um, it's, it's positive. I mean, there are, um, and when you save a child, uh, it, it has so much more impact. And I would look at, in general, uh, what we've done with immunizations, and that's probably been the greatest contribution to extending our lifespan. Um, and there are rare diseases which you expected this is never going to be curable. Um, these people are all going to die early in childhood, and I love to be wrong. Um, so th there is there basic research, uh, you know, is a plus for everybody. And I think a lot of times basic researchers don't know what the implication of what they're doing is going to be. 
I don't think the people who developed the polio vaccine um, had a sense that that, that that was that that could happen. Are you finding your parents these days towards the end of your career, not the end of your career, but if, if, towards the end of the career? Did parents become more involved with their child's health care or less compared at the very beginning? They're, they're much more involved, and they do. You asked earlier. They do have higher expectations. And one of my pieces of advice, especially if the kid's having a rough time, is I tell parents to uh, make a list of 20 things they do for their child and do one less every month. Well, the work is called The Heart of Caring, A Life in Pediatrics by Dr. Mark Vonnegut. Uh, Mark, uh, interested to know, uh, do you have a website where people can find out a little bit more about some of the work and or other writings that you've done? And how can people pick up a copy of The Heart of Caring? The um, We're working hard at making a website now. I'm, um, and there is a website for our practice. It's you know, mvpediatrics.com. And uh, because of COVID and, and all of those things, you can pre-order on, on uh, you know, Barnes & Noble or Amazon, uh, but they delayed the actual publication date until, uh, um, I think it's January 18th now. Well, we appreciate your time and your insights. Thank you so much for sharing. It's always it's fun to talk about kids getting well, and that's yeah. part of, a big part of what you're all about. Uh, listen, uh, have a wonderful 2022, and uh, we'd love to have you back on again sometime. Thank you very much. I love the opportunity to, uh, to talk about pediatrics. You bet. We will be back with more right after this on Lewis at Large. Hey, okay. Mark, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.